Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Bluefeather. Fall Y Circles are open for enrollment. The magic begins Tuesday, September 26th, and you're invited. I would be honored to have your presence, and you would be a gift. Head to viralmindfulness.com to get all the details. Hi, Soul Sibling. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Monday in real time, September 18th, and I'm in launch of Y Circles. And um, I just got home from Yosemite National Park last Wednesday night. And so I've definitely been in transition. And I have all these thoughts. And I'm really excited about today's episode because it's a revisit of some things, some ideas that I've read and contemplated for many years now. And in fact, one of the big experiences that stimulated this was when I saw the Grand Canyon for the first time in my second year of sobriety in 2017. And as I stared down into this massive, nostalgic, beautiful canyon, I realized it felt like what I was doing in part in my spiritual practice, which was turning inward and gazing into this massive canyon within myself, the inner landscape. So I'm going to share with you today a few ideas related to Yosemite National Park. It was magnificent. And before I head there, I also want to tell you, following this episode are some standalone meditation make sit happen episodes. So there will be a gorgeous guided meditation on for PTSD. Um, So a lot of trauma and triggers are happening for people. And I found in my files back in the days of social work on Salt Lake Community Campus in like the early 2000s to 2000 and 10, 2010, no, 2011 is when I resigned and started transitioning out of traditional social work. And Belle Ruth Naperstek, a social worker, I took some trainings with her and I have access to this guided imagery narrative for PTSD and it's really cool. So it's a longer guided meditation. And if you're having trauma triggers, it could be a really powerful exploration for you. In addition, you'll find Cane Creek. You know I love my water meditations, just the sound of water, river, creeks, or streams. So Cane Creek is up first. And then Foresta Falls, surprising waterfall. Uh, We were actually staying, me and my good friend Jude, Dr. Jude Terrio, were staying in Foresta, which is a small part of the national park on the edge of the park above the Yosemite Valley with all the famous, you know, falls and the valley floor and the bike trails and the big gazing up into the granite and the beautiful rock structures. You head up north out of the canyon and you take a sharp left down into Foresta. And we had a rental house and it was very quiet and secluded, just a small, maybe 20 or so 
homes, I think they only rent a few of them, Foresta, F-O-R-E-S-T-A. And there where we were staying, we stayed for a week and we hardly saw any humans. And when we go for walks and explore around where we lived, it was so, it was so like pristine and quiet and just amazing. But Cane Creek was right around the bend. And if you followed Cane Creek down, maybe like a mile hike down was Foresta Falls. And after Jude and I heard the falls and I had recorded audio, he said something about it being perfect for like, instead of brown noise, your green noise. So here it is for you, your blue noise, Foresta Falls. I've put together just a little over an hour and maybe you want to just have that on in the background. I actually was painting this morning and I had Foresta Falls on in the background. I've been sleeping once in a while to brown noise. I really like brown noise. I've heard violet noise is really great and of course all the other different white noise, green noise. Those of you that know what I'm talking about, head over to that standalone episode and give it a listen. But basically it's just background ambient sound that's just kind of like uh, continuous similar patterns that relax you or provide a grounding or a tethering point. So And I'm also going to drop Starry Night and Starry Morning. That was really fun to get some audio of sitting out on the patio in the dark, in the forest, facing my fears of bears and weird killers that are on the loose in the mountains. (laughs) Too much television, too much media. So there will be standalone episodes of all those items after this episode and you're welcome. I'm so glad that you join me here on Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. And so without further ado, let us jump into today's topic. I'm interested in your life, all of it, all of your life, the pain, the trauma, the heartbreak, the grief, the disappointment, the the pain, the missed opportunities, the recovery, um, your joy, your appreciation, your evolution, to let all of it allow a Yosemite-like canyon to be carved inside you, within you, your inner world, your inner landscape, a grand canyon carved within you, a Yellowstone National Park flourishing within you. It happened for me in 2017 when I was deep into transforming my life and letting go of a lot of ways and integrating and allowing for new people and new ideas to inform my life, including a sober life from drugs and alcohol. And sitting at the Grand Canyon for the first time in this really powerful solo trip for three weeks, camping, meeting up with friends for part of the time, but spending time very deep alone, deep in nature. And I know that this is not for all of you. 
because I know I'm privileged. I'm 6'2". I identify as male. I have a tall body. I have the privilege, the white skin, to be in these places all alone or somewhat alone. And I know that you also might have access issues. You might not be able to walk or to move in a fully abled way. You might be allergic to poison oak or ivy. You might have lots of scenarios. You might not have the income or the resources to make a trip like this. I acknowledge that. And by no means do I think that you're going to miss out because you're not having this. I think that these are really beautiful ideas and metaphors that can stimulate you from a distance also, from the ideas, from reading, from watching documentaries. We're able to see so much right from our devices. In fact, when I was in Yosemite, I started watching a documentary about Yosemite that was so interesting on YouTube that was free. And so taking that solo trip in 2017 or part of that solo trip was very powerful and lovely. And I'll never forget my experience at the Grand Canyon. I was alone on that portion of the trip. And as I looked down into the canyon and it was just massive. And of course, looking at all the literature and the pictures and and imagining at some point being down on the floor of the Grand Canyon, even maybe rafting down the river, I realized this is what it feels like for me with the spiritual work that I'm engaged with at this point in my life, where I'm turning inward, gazing into this massive canyon within myself that's so, so huge and so much terrain, so much ground to explore. And I wanted you to catch some of this metaphor. Yosemite was very powerful. I'd only been there one other time. And the thing that's really awesome about Yosemite is that there are these huge mountain ranges and then down into the valley based off of, you know, millions of years of all of the geological evolution, a canyon formed. And of course, Yosemite Valley down below is where Yosemite Falls lives and Bridal Veil Falls and Mirror Lake and gorgeous river and waters and vegetation and of course you're standing on the valley floor looking up at this these granite structures of mountain and rock just bursting from the valley floor and of course it's a very i guess it's the most visited national park in the nation's parks so there's a lot of people down around there's bike paths and i'd never really seen anything other than the valley Yosemite Valley down there. And so we stayed up above in this foresta and then we took day trips several days and we took the North Mountain Range and and headed up Tiago Road um, up towards Tuolumne, you know, meadows and I think it's um, Tionka Lake. I'm not saying it right, but so much up that way. And you head to the the uh, Tiago Pass entrance, which is almost at 10,000 feet elevation. So right before that entrance to the park, it was such a different air, wind, climate. It was so gorgeous. And we stopped all along the way and it was just beautiful. And then on the South Range, we um, 
the range you come in to the park through Wamapu. I'm not even saying this right. Um, But that place, and you get the famous view of the tunnel view of coming into the view of the whole sort of landscape and coming in from Fresno. That mountain range takes you up above the canyon on the other side and we did this hike up Sentinel Point and had a 360 view of the whole area and it was just so gorgeous. All the mountain ranges, you know, that extend up and beyond Yosemite and into the other parks and up into the high Sierras, up into just so, so beautiful. And so this whole metaphor, again, of this canyon, you know, this gorgeous valley where people gather and it's very beautiful. You just drive by cars parked on the road and they're just watching, you know, the the El Capitan or watching the rocks as if they're watching television. It's gorgeous how they shape shift with the sun or the shadows or the clouds or the blue sky, the rain, the snow. I've only been there in spring and now fall. And so this idea of the canyon, a Yosemite-like canyon, was very present for me once again. It was also a very um, timely return to nature to process and integrate a lot of things in my life. And it's also part of where I'm headed in the future to be spending more time on the road in national parks and meeting up maybe with some of you in person. So I want to share with you where some of this originally stimulated. Um, It was about my creative work and the creative process and my painting and my music and all these things I want to create to make something. So I was reading a gorgeous book by Mark Nepo called 7,000 Ways to Listen. And this is what I read in his book one day. And I want to read this to you. Sorry, I just bumped the microphone. First of all, from my dear teacher, Adi Ashanti, and interesting enough, Adi Ashanti sent an email out that I received last week while I was in Yosemite. He lives on the other side of the mountain ranges, a little higher up uh, across the Sierras over towards the Nevada side is where he lives. And he sent an email to all of his Open Gate Sangha is the community, to his students. I consider myself one of his students. And he officially announced that he will no longer be teaching and that he's turning the open gate sangha over to his wife and friend and teaching partner and that he's stepping down after 28 years and it was such a interesting place to get that and I had a lot of feelings about it and I'm so grateful for all that I've learned and so I'll do another podcast episode all about that but for now This beautiful reading from Mark Nepo's book, 7,000 Ways to Listen, started with Adi Ashanti, and I probably read this in 2020. The role of spiritual practice is basically to exhaust the seeker. If the practice does what it is supposed to do, it exhausts our energy for seeking, and then reality has a chance to present itself. That's Adi Ashanti. Here's Mark Nepo, and the chapter title is called Outweighting the Clouds. It's on page 150 if you have the book. Mark Nepo says, I've learned a great deal drifting in and out of wakefulness over the years. In the beginning, I used to do a lot of things, write, play music, draw, garden, one after another. 
But along the way, it stopped being about creating things and started being about the space that is opened in the act of creating. The space that is opened in the act of creating. So for me, the space that's opened in the act of recovering, the space that's opened within me, a canyon-like space, a Yosemite or Grand Canyon, from the art, the music, things that I love to create. And you know, if you don't, I'll remind you, creativity, I feel like, can stump people up. Oh, I'm not creative, but create, the verb, there's lots of things to create. You don't have to be doing art and music and poetry. You can create a shelf right above your desk over there and hang it up and create more feng shui and set that up so that you can have you know, a redesigned workspace. You can create a new group of friends for yourself in the act of creating. There's so many ways to create. You can create more balance and equanimity at home by going to see a therapist and create a relationship with a therapist for the first time. So think about the space that's opened within you in the act of creating. And think about the space that's open with you as you heal and you evolve and encourage yourself along the path. Side note, you're doing a great job. It is so hard being a human and I wish that we told each other more truly. You're doing a great job. Just one foot in front of the other. The next right thing, as Anna from Frozen would say. Do the next right thing. <laughs> Hi, Harvey Rose. <clears throat> Thinking of you. Carrying on with the reading with Mark Nepo. Now the experience of creating brings me such joy because somehow I came to realize that it is the space that creating opens that saves me, not what it produces. So here's another deeper thread. That's what saves me is is the opening that comes from creating, from recovering, from meditating, not what it produces. Oh, this was a great meditation. Oh, I was focused for 20 minutes. No, it's the opening that happens in the act of putting myself in that position of the difficult work of meditation. It's the opening that happens as I sit at my art station this morning to add a blue wash to this flower that I was drawing when my niece and I were doing art a few weeks ago. It's the act, it's what's opened within me as I podcast here and I edit and I teach. And so it doesn't matter, Mark Nebo says, if you finish anything. You just need to be in that space. Here's the third part, in that holy interlude. So in this space, in this act of creating where it opens you and that opening saves you, this canyon-like opening, that is a holy interlude. And in that space, Mark Nebo says, I am grounded. And only when in conversation with what is eternal am I able to stand in a fundamental knowing that is unshakable. When I stand there, I feel calm. When I stand there, I'm attuned to different weather. And that, to me, is so important. 
when I'm tuned in, tapped in, turned on by my inner, that's a phrase from former law of attraction teacher Esther Hicks, turned in, tapped in, turned on. Wait, tuned in, turned on, tapped on. (laughs) TTT, tuned in, tapped in, turned on. Tuned in, tapped in, turned on. As you touch that canyon, like as you turn towards it and keep relating to it, there's where you'll be grounded. And so here's the final, the final quote. And this is from Catherine Dunham. Specifically, it's from Tina Turner's book, Happiness Becomes You, that I'm reading right now. And the quote is very simple. Go within every day and find the inner strength so that the world won't blow your candle out. Mm. May you have the wisdom. May you have the inspiration now to connect with this inner Yosemite-like canyon that's forming within you. Trust it. I know it's hard. I know it's deep. I know it can feel like a huge, huge shift and excavation, but I believe in you, and I know that you have peace and joy that you are trying to tune into and that you have great gifts to offer the people and the life that grows around you. So that's today's podcast episode. I hope you take some time to enjoy the following episodes with the creek and the blue noise and the PTSD guided meditation. Let me know what you think of them and I'll see you next time here on the podcast. It's a big week here. I'm in launch for my wise circles. And of course, you're welcome to learn more at viralmindfulness.com. And I would be more than happy to have you participate. At my website, you can read testimonials and you can get all the details about the actual circles. And know that this week and Thursday through Sunday, I am live on Zoom music and mindfulness, piano recitals, and watercolor giveaways. I would love for you and your loved ones to pop in for 45 minutes and join me for a recital. And I have four different offerings to choose from. You can also find these at my website, but here for your ears and for your save the date, this Thursday at 7 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Pacific time, music, mindfulness, a piano recital, and watercolor giveaway, Friday, September 22nd from 6 p.m. to 6.45 p.m. And of course, Saturday, September 23rd is the first day of autumn. Join me Saturday afternoon for matinee from 2 p.m. to 2.45 p.m. Pacific time, watercolor giveaways, four different pieces that I'll be giving away, You can see a lot of stuff over at my Instagram, which is Viral Mindfulness. And then finally on Sunday, September 24th, yes, it's my eight-year sober anniversary. And of course, I will be live on Zoom at 3 p.m. Pacific time to 3.45, singing, playing, and sharing mindfulness with you. I would love for you to join. Please share this with all your loved ones. Now's the time to own an original watercolor complimentary i'll be gifting them live towards the end of the recital at each one four different watercolor pieces so i hope to see you this week